Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Sydney Olson. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I really, really appreciate it, especially because I've been gone for who knows how long, and I really wanted to keep this up. I wanted to keep it going week by week, but honestly, life has been really, really crazy. Oh, it's been a wild ride the last couple months. I've just been working nonstop and traveling nonstop for work. So I did end up buying these uh, podcast mics to take with me to go to Atlanta. And I tried to record a podcast on them and there was some formatting issue and I wasn't able to pull up the podcast that I had recorded and that sucked. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's all a lesson. I was just being a little bit impatient with it and I didn't understand what I was doing. So It's a whole process. I'm learning a lot. I'm not the most technologically advanced person. I have to get a lot of help with these things. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let myself slide there, but I will update you on everything that's been going on. And I also wanted to just get into a couple of lessons that I've been learning all over again and figured that everybody would enjoy the chat about this. Well, at least most people would enjoy the chat about this. If you don't, feel free to leave. But I wanted to talk about sitting into discomfort and feelings that come up that we try to avoid. And then also patience. Patience is one of the hardest lessons that I've ever had to learn. And it continually comes up in my life. I can't explain how many times I've learned this lesson. I feel like it's been a million times over. And it's not that I never learn it. It's just that it comes back up. There's more that I have to learn with it. And I think if I think about who I was 10 years ago versus now, I'm definitely a much more patient person than I was then, but I could be a lot better. So I'll get into all that, but first I'll kind of update you on everything because it does make sense into what I'm talking about, I promise. I think the last time I talked to you guys on the podcast, I was with Jesse in Albuquerque. All these jobs started coming up last minute. Um, There was a job that I was going to be doing in Atlanta. It was only going to be four days, but then it turned into an entire month, which was crazy. But I was very grateful to get to go back out there. It had been so long since I had been to Atlanta, and I really, really enjoyed it. I got to work for a female coordinator named Jennifer Badger. She was such a joy to work with. I learned so much about safety from her and fully just had so much fun on this project. Really, I can't wait for it to come out. It was it was the best. And I got to double a character who is kind of like the, the comic relief. So I got to do a lot of like really, really fun action. But anyway, can't talk too much about that. And we'll get into that someday. But <laughs> yeah, honestly, there's a lot of things that have been happening. My YouTube channel has recently just been kind of blowing up, getting a lot of views on videos. And it makes me want to create more content. And then there's these other things that I want to do. I want to be really good in my stunt career. I want to get good at jujitsu. I want to be good in training. I want to get better at free running and parkour. And I want to be able to edit my YouTube videos and make a podcast that does well and just all of the things. And I also want to enjoy having free time and travel and spend time with family and cook all of my meals. And it's a very hectic life. And I think that so many people can relate to this, um, just having a lot going on and wanting to do more. And there is this part of me that has to learn how to actually figure out what is exciting and what is important. And recently, a system that's been working really well for me, excuse me, Um, anyway, it's been working really well for me to kind of just in the morning, I will 
make my coffee, I actually just got the Breville, um, what is that called? Espresso machine. It's the Bambino Plus. Makes amazing lattes. So I'll make myself a latte. I'll do my morning writing. And then I kind of write down what I can actually get done that day. Like some of the to-do list things that I have that are, they're all fun. Like, honestly, they're all great things that I want to do, but I can only do so many things in the day. So I figure out what works this day and what can I save for tomorrow and the next day and so on and planning out my weeks that way as well. And that seems to really work for me. There's a lot less chaos in my life that way. So that way I can just see what I actually have control of because obviously I can't do every single thing that I want to do in one day. And uh, training has been good. Honestly, I have been working out a lot and I've been doing a lot of jujitsu. But as far as parkour and free running, I have been taking that very, very easy. I have mentioned before that I am dealing with some pretty gnarly Achilles tendonitis, which is a rough injury to have. Um, I got it from the week up in SPL competition in Canada. I was doing too many... um, inward fronts the kind that you punch off of the slanted wall which is a lot on your Achilles and I think just in general around that time I was kind of going through a lot like going back and forth for work and flying a bunch and yeah I just I pushed myself a little bit too hard and ever since it's really been acting up and so for me it's an interesting thing to kind of get introspective like okay I have been injured before. I know what this is like to have to have a major surgery, and I am not about to do that again, so I'm going to do whatever it is that I can do, but I'm not going to push myself at the moment. It's not the time to do that, so it's it's definitely a hard thing to do for me, but I am doing a lot of other things that I truly enjoy, like jujitsu. I'm really, really enjoying that. It's teaching me a lot a lot, a lot. (laughs) And actually it leads into one of the things that I was going to talk about anyway, which was kind of feeling into this discomfort. Um, cause jujitsu, if you guys have ever done it, it's, you're trying to submit people, you're getting them into a really uncomfortable position and you're trying to choke someone or you're getting choked or your arm's going to be in a weird position that would break it if you didn't tap and all this. So, it teaches you to be uncomfortable very quickly. And I think it's really good for me to experience that because I'm someone that's like, I just, I just, I don't know. I laugh thinking about it, but in the car, um, it'll drive my husband, Richard, it'll drive him mad. Like I, if it's too warm, I will turn on the AC. And the second that it's too cold, I will turn on the heater. And I'm just so temperamental that way. It just needs to be perfectly so. And I realize that it's important for me to actually sit with that discomfort sometimes. Like, why do I have to be so quick to fix the problem immediately? And this is one of the main things I want to talk about because I notice it all of the time and I notice it with myself too, where we're so quick to fix quote unquote problems, but they might not even be a problem. It might just be a more of a sensation or a situation or whatever, but like there's something that happens in my brain. As soon as something's just slightly uncomfortable, I have to make a change. And I'm trying to up my uncomfortable tolerance, if that makes any sense, because I have a high pain tolerance. Like for some reason, I've broken my ankle. I've done all that and it was fine. But the moment that you put an ice pack on me, I'm like, oh, get that off. You know, (laughs) it's really uncomfortable for me. So one of the things that I'm doing to do that is kind of just centering myself like breathing just tapping into my breath and like seeing where I'm at like where am I feeling this sensation and 
what am I feeling exactly? You know, I notice that if it's too hot, I'm feeling it kind of like around my chest. So I kind of lean into that feeling and then just breathe and just be okay with it and just be accepting of it. And I've found that that is so helpful. One time I was training at 8711 and we do a lot of, it's a martial arts thing, by the way. If you didn't know 8711, what are you even doing? But 8711, I was training there quite a bit and we would do these conditioning things with Jeremy Marinas. And a lot of it would be really rough, like just, I would be so tired and you'd have to hold a horse stance for like an unreasonable amount of time. And it would be one of those things again where it's like everything in me just wants to stop. But I'm like, okay, think, think, where is this hurting? Where is it hurting? Can I breathe? Can I do anything to make this feel better besides standing up and just getting out of it? Can I just lean into this discomfort for a little longer, realizing that eventually I won't be feeling it because we'll be done. So it's kind of like that for me. I always think of these aren't necessarily problems. They are sensations. They are our perceptions about what is and what isn't. So this is this is just something that I'm kind of thinking of anyway. So I don't know if this makes any sense whatsoever because I don't remember what I said the last five minutes, but that's okay. I did want to um, say also that I just moved. Um, as soon as I got back from Atlanta, because again, that that whole thing was really crazy. We were just hitting the ground running with everything. And if you know anything about the film industry, it's more than a nine to five. It's like a 6 a.m. to an 8 p.m. And then you're done and then you go to sleep and then you come back and you do it all again. So it was like that for a month. And then I came home and we immediately had to move to our new condo, which this story is pretty crazy. And I'm going to get into that right now. This podcast is all over the place. I am so sorry, (laughs) but I think it needs to be said. So, (laughs) my old place, I moved into this apartment in March of 2020, so I ended up living there for about two and a half years. Now, when I moved into this place, it was at the beginning of the pandemic, obviously, and I just kind of needed a place to move into, and this was the first and only place that I lived alone, and I did not think anything of it. I'm a very, I would call myself decisive. I am very quick to make a decision. I do not care. Whatever consequences arise, I will deal with them when I need to, but I'm a very confident decision maker. So I only looked at one place and I was like, yep, I could imagine living here. Let's do it. And so (laughs) I ended up um, signing a lease and I moved into that place and it was a very small one bedroom apartment. But I mean, it was great for me when I lived there by myself, honestly. And I, I'm so grateful for that apartment. Like there was so much growth that happened there. And I think about who I was at the beginning of 2020 versus who I am now. And I've just come such a long way. And I know that a lot of it is to do with living alone because again, we're sitting into discomfort here. I am alone. I feel lonely. And what am I going to do about that? I mean, I could call up a friend or my parents or whatever, or I could sit there and I could investigate that feeling I could be like oh okay I'm feeling lonely why am I feeling lonely and journal it all out and I would feel better and I would understand like this I'm just not used to it I'm just not used to being alone that's all it is you know and so I think I think these are really really important things to to do as far as emotions and feelings that come up one second I'm gonna drink my water real quick (sighs) okay 
But I think these are really important things to do is as soon as you feel a feeling, we're so quick to dismiss them, aren't we? Like, oh, I feel sad. What can I do to make myself feel better? Oh, I feel frustrated. What can I do to make myself feel better? All of these things. I just want to feel good all the time. Well, that's not realistic. What can we do? We can sit there with the feeling <clears throat> and we can we can feel into it. We can see where I feel it in my body and we can journal it out and that helps a lot because it helps you understand yourself a little bit more. So that was kind of the main thing that I was doing at that place, honestly, was just a lot of growth related things. <laughs> I would I would do that all the time. I was journaling every morning. And anyway, so I had to say goodbye to that place. I had been getting a lot of signs from the universe that it was time to move and to upgrade. And I had wanted to for a while, but the story here is kind of amazing because I was finally in a position to do it and not rush it. And I really wanted to feel what it felt like to make a decision that was just completely in alignment and was like, yes, this is the place. Because before, obviously, I was just like, yeah, I can imagine living here. Sure, let's do it. You know, I wanted to actually find a place that I really, really liked and could live there for a while because this this place that we are in now is going to be the last place that I rent. I am f so sure of that because the next time I'm moving, I am buying a house. And I mean, I'm close to it now. I could do it in a lot of places in the US. I can't do it in LA. So that is why we are still renting. <laughs> but I just know that that's going to be the thing. So I wanted to find a place that I really, really, really enjoy for that last place to be renting. And I was the queen of Zillow for a while. I was on it every day and I was looking at all these things. I wrote down exactly what I wanted and it had to have a balcony. I remember that being like a really big deal is that a balcony needed to be the thing because I just imagined like how good it would feel to sit outside on my balcony and drink my coffee and whatever. And so any place that didn't have a balcony, I was so quick to dismiss. I'd be like, yeah, no, that's not the one for me. So this particular condo, which I didn't know I wanted to move into a condo, but this place is just, just let me tell you. <laughs> so when I first came across it on Zillow, I was like, yeah, this is, this is cool. This looks really spacious, but no, it doesn't have the balcony. So I'm not going to look at it. And then I had a dream about it. And in the dream, I was really happy. I was living there with Richard and we were just, I don't know, we were just having a good time in the kitchen. And so then I woke up and I thought, okay, well, maybe I should just at least go look at it. And so we went and looked at it that day. And, you know, I liked it and I could imagine living there, but we decided not to apply and just keep looking. And if you have ever rented in Los Angeles, you know that that's not a thing that you can do. You pretty much have to rent it right away. You have to like make your decision there and then and apply for the apartment. Otherwise, it's going to go to someone else because apartments go away like hotcakes at, in LA unless they're really shitty. But this one is not shitty. So anyway, um, I fully expected that it would just go away and that I'd be done with that. And so we decided to keep looking. I went to Hawaii for two weeks for work and it was so crazy. I just kept dreaming about it and I just kept dreaming like about this place. Hi, Anthony. Oh, someone's like watching while I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I just kept dreaming about this place. Every time I'd have a daydream about it, um, I was just like, man, I'd, I don't know why I keep thinking about this place. Like it's definitely gone by now. And then I went and looked on Zillow and 
not only was it still there, but it was 150 bucks cheaper than originally they were asking for. So to me, that was like a huge sign that maybe it is right, the right place for us. And so I think Richard ended up looking at one more place and I was on a plane back from Hawaii and stuff. And then we decided to apply for it and it was a very easy process and we ended up getting the apartment right away. And so it was like one of those examples of like just the surrender to the universe, just like letting things be as they are. I wasn't insistent on having it. I was very much like, I'm okay if it goes away. And I think that was an important part to accepting that it was my place because it was still there when I had decided to let it go. And I was so, so grateful for that because this is definitely the place for us, especially now that we live in it and we're doing all these things like buying furniture and, oh my gosh, I've bought so much furniture. It is crazy. But now that we're putting everything in it, it looks great. It's super homey. I absolutely love it. And that's the story behind that is I'm just so glad that I actually followed my intuition for once and I didn't just rush into doing things. And that is the other thing I want to talk about is patience. See how these things kind of like work themselves in. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, so good at that. (laughs) That was sarcasm if you didn't know. But anyway, so I wanted to talk about patience because as I've said before, it's a lesson that I just keep choosing to relearn. For some reason, I can't seem to get it through my skull that patience is a really important thing. (laughs) So I think I've told this story before, but it is such a profound story to me in my life. And I feel like it helps a lot of people when I tell it, because whenever I do, it's like people give me good feedback about it. But basically, right after I got my scar on my forehead, about a month later, um, when I was just starting to get back into training, I got into a car accident. And it was a bad one. I was hit going 40 miles an hour. Um, I was stopped. The car behind me was going 40 miles an hour. The guy was asleep. And so when we got out, I handled the situation pretty well. I was like, okay, you know, this is funny. I wanted a new car. (laughs) I didn't think it was time to do it. And now it is. So I remember kind of making that joke and handling the situation pretty lightly, went to the hospital, did all that just to make sure I didn't have a broken neck, which was very obvious to me that I didn't. But you know how it is when you get into a car accident, you want to make sure that you're not completely injured or anything like that. um, And you don't always know right away. So I did all of that. And I remember just wanting immediately to solve these problems. Like I wanted to get the new car. I wanted to train. I wanted to be back at work. I wanted to just get everything back to normal as quickly as possible. And I was really struggling. My my concussion sim- symptoms from the month prior just all came back from that car accident. And I was just so frustrated with myself. And I remember just like knowing that I needed to slow down. And Richard kept telling me, you need to slow down, you need to slow down. And then I was sitting on my phone one day. (laughs) This was just so crazy. Um, I was listening to Spotify and this song came on called Slow Down. And I was looking through my phone on Instagram and Instagram glitched. And I was watching a line that I had just posted. And as it was glitching, it was sped up. So the song is singing slow down. And then there's me being super sped up. And so I felt like it was the universe telling me like, hey, I can't make this any more obvious for you. Would you please just slow down? And so that was really helpful. And I think right away, I was just like, okay, okay, I need to slow down. (laughs) And so I am sitting here learning it again, because last night, I almost got electrocuted. No joke. I seriously almost died 
because I was so impatient with something. We got that Breville espresso machine and I wanted to plug it in um, in a certain area of my kitchen. There's not so many outlets. So there was this one outlet behind the stove or oven, whatever you want to call it. It's both. But anyway, I wanted to plug uh, that machine in there behind it. And so Richard had tried to, and he was like, yeah, it's not going to work. The, um, the cord sticks out too much or something. And of course, me being me, instead of waiting till the next day when we could get the little outlet that would work for it, I decided to start messing around with that outlet. And I guess my finger was on the little prong. <laughs> and I plugged it in and zapped myself. And I felt it through my whole body. It wasn't just like a little zap on the finger. It was throughout the entire body. And I was like, holy shit, did I just cheat death? And I had to look it up online. And I don't know how much how close I was to actually dying in that situation. Um, but apparently if you're holding another appliance, like it can be fatal. And I was holding onto the, the oven. <laughs> so not to joke or anything there, it was very serious and it wasn't funny at the time. And it's just a lesson in patience. Like I am so quick to dismiss and just try and fix a problem that I am willing to die for it (laughs) is what I realized. And so I wrote a lot about that today and I was just thinking I needed to make a podcast about this and I figured telling my stories would help people kind of think of theirs. So that's why I wanted to get on here and just talk about it with you guys and just, just tell you and invite you to practice patience. And for me, it was a really hard thing to learn and it still is. And whenever someone just tells me to be patient, I just get so angry because I'm like, well, okay, how do I do that? Like, okay, yeah, just be patient. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Um, It's really, it's a practice. It is such a practice. I have to meditate every day. I have to like actually think about when I am being impatient and I have to realize it and sit with that discomfort they all tie in together. It's really, really important for me to actually learn this lesson for real because it's scary when I'm not patient. It just makes life so much harder. If we could just be patient with our growth and with everything that we want to achieve, like think about how much better it would be when it actually happened. I just, I know so many people in my life too, and and I can be guilty of this as well. It's like, oh, I'm not where I thought I would be at this point in my life. And that's impatience showing up. That's impatience and it's insistence and it's all these things that we don't necessarily need. It's just making life harder. So I invite you to sit with the discomfort and some of your feelings, journal them out and really try and be aware of when you're being impatient and just see if you can breathe through it and be like, okay, I'm being impatient right now. Let me breathe. Like, let me count my breath. Like, I could breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds when you're standing in line or something. And it makes it feel so much better. So that is basically the podcast that I wanted to record for you guys today. (laughs) I am sorry that it is all over the place. I know it's been a while, so I will get better at this kind of stuff. And I have some good guests that I'm going to be bringing on very shortly. And I'm so looking forward to sharing those episodes with you. And I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to speak my truth on here And if it resonated with you, please leave a review or give me a five-star rating or whatever it is. You can post it in your Instagram story. Always appreciate that. And if you guys have any feedback for me, please feel free to message me on Instagram at SydneyOlson1. 
or you can email me sydney at tempestfreewriting.com. I hope you guys have such a great day or week or month or whatever, and I'm sending you so much love. Thank you again for listening, and have a good one.